Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local source for what's going on in the economy, the stock market, and the world of personal finance. Today, we have a special edition with very special guests here. So it's myself, Andrew Gay, and Gilbert Pies, along with Mike and Jan Pericini from Gunny's Warriors. So we're going to talk a little bit with them today about uh, their quest and vision with Gunny's Warriors and what they're doing here in the Texas Hill Country. They're doing fantastic work. We're really excited to talk with you guys today. So um, before we get going, let's do our little intro and then we'll just jump right to it. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA Civic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Prize, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. All right. Okay. So today we're not going to talk about financial news or market updates. We're going to save that for tomorrow. <laughs> we have two very special guests with us here today, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about their organization that they're with, uh, some of the background on that, and what great work you guys are doing here in the Texas Hill Country. So first and foremost, we just want to say hi and thank you guys very much for, for joining us today. So we're really excited to uh, talk with you. So hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We yeah. really appreciate being on and getting the message out. Yes, you bet. We're, we're happy to help in, in whatever way we can. So, yeah, let's uh, let's just go for it. So if you okay. guys want to start, just maybe tell us who you are and the organization that you're with, Gunny's Warriors, and then maybe just a little bit of a backstory about how that kind of came to be here in the Hill Country. Okay. Um, Mike is the president. I am the co-chairman. We founded Gunny's Warriors in October of uh, 2021. Uh, so we're um, just over two years old, uh, brand new in the Hill Country. And our mission is to provide education, awareness and support um, to our Hill Country veterans and their families uh, regarding blast traumatic brain injuries and all the uh, symptoms and health issues that go along with that. Yeah, and I think that that's, it's, it's very interesting to me. It seems very specific. Is there yes. is there a backstory to maybe that specifically about how that came to be for you guys? Yes. Um, our son, Gunnery Sergeant Ryan Pericini, who our uh, organization is named after, uh, he was a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps for 18 and a half years. Uh, he suffered uh, in his deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. He suffered a, a, a few uh, blast traumatic brain injuries um, and ultimately had to me be medically retired from the Marine Corps in 2015. Uh, the Marine Corps was his whole life, and so he was uh, pretty lost um, physically and emotionally um, when he was out and didn't know what to do with himself. And um, so he found his 
next passion, which was helping veterans and uh, his brothers and sisters in arms. And he had uh, several uh, medical issues uh, and he struggled with that. And as his family, we tried to help him um, with this, but it's uh, from the outside, he looked fine. Sure. And there was all these symptoms that were going on because of his blast injuries. And at the time, uh, this is called the invisible wound because um, most people who suffer from this um, look fine on the outside, but they're suffering this whole range of um, severe health issues yeah. as Ryan was. Yeah. And so uh, he struggled with this um, and uh, his saving grace was, like I said, helping other veterans. And he was very organ. Uh, involved in organizations in Bear County and Coma County. He lived in New Braunfels, Texas. Okay. Um, and so eventually what happened was he um, got better in a lot of ways, but deteriorated physically um, due to his blast injuries. And uh, in November of 2020, um, well, actually in 2019 started suffering cardiac issues oh. and um, in November of 2020 passed away from a massive stroke uh, due to a blood clot that traveled from his heart to his brain. Uh, oh. And uh, naturally we were devastated and, um, but we did know in our grief that we wanted to continue his work with veterans uh, Mike is a, a proud Air Force veteran, uh, retired, and uh, our family's been a military family, you know, forever. And so we knew that we, Ryan would want us to continue his yeah. work. And so uh, we didn't know what we wanted to do at first. Um, and one of the things that Ryan uh, did was donate his brain. Uh, to this uh, brain repository in Bethesda, Maryland. And he knew about uh, the work, the great work they were doing and the research there and felt it was very important uh, to donate his brain to do that. And uh, what we did find out uh, from um, his brain donation that he suffered um, severe astrogeal scarring of the brain and this is directly from a blast TBI. Uh, and this is virtually unheard of, un yeah. unknown by uh, most veterans. And certainly um, in you don't hear about this scarring at all. Right. And so when we found out that Ryan had a severe case of this scarring, uh, we looked into it and it was just a natural thing for us to do to dedicate, you know, our lives to continuing his work with something that affected all of us. And um, part of our, our mission is to talk about brain donation, make it more mainstream. It's uncomfortable to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it it's an important subject. And this is how we're going to find out a way to diagnose this 
and to treat it, most importantly, and also prevent it. And there's important research going on, and this is the only way to to find out how to do that. And so um, this is our mission, is to help Hill Country veterans understand the ramifications of this scarring and the blast traumatic brain injury. And, um, you know, depending on the severity, you don't have to be in a huge blast or in an IED blast. It could be a a minor from repetitive uh, percussion blasts. Um, And the scarring is still there. It's just the the degree of severity that depends on your symptoms. And there's this huge range of symptoms. And so you have these veterans and the DOD uh, estimates over 350,000 veterans from Afghanistan and Iraq have come back with some severity, either minor or severe, of this scarring. Wow. And is, that's, is science, is there, a, um, is there a way currently for the scientific community to, to lay eyes on that while the person is still alive? There's not. No, it just No. Okay. It's only diagnosed um, post-mortem. Okay. Uh, and that's the main goal of the uh, DOD brain repository. Dr. Daniel Pearl heads it up, and he's doing wonderful work there. And that's his main goal is to get, you know, something, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like a CT scan or an MRI that, right. that you can physically see this scarring. Because what's happening is our veterans are having all these symptoms. They're going to the, to their doctor, to the VA, and um, they're having all these tests. They don't see the scarring, and it's being put under the umbrella of PTSD. Yep. Okay. And so then they kind of just um, treat the symptoms, mm-hmm. but not the cause. And so they're, you know with the diagnosis of PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome, um, you you know, there's kind of a stigma to that in society. Mm -hmm. Veterans are not wanting to put it on their job applications. They're not wanting to talk about it. If they understand that it's a physical and neurological issue, that there's an actual injury to their brain, then it kind of relieves that stigma. And so that's our goal and our mission is to educate, give veterans and their families information about this. And that's very empowering. And yes. then they can go and talk to the, their doctor, to the VA. And it's called the invisible wound because um, it's, you can't diagnose it. And the person looks like they're just fine on the outside, but they have a whole range of symptoms yeah what a that's such a powerful story you gave me goosebumps a couple of times in there mm-hmm. and um you know that's such important work i think that you guys are doing right here in our backyard um for people just like your son just like ryan uh that wow that's that's really special do, do you have a like the the backstory behind how you guys ended up here because i heard you say that ryan was in san antonio area new braunfels, new braunfels? okay yes. Yeah, so how did you guys end up in the Texas Hill Country out here in Kerrville? Well, uh, when Ryan 
retired, him and his family moved to New Braunfels area. And um, we, when we retired, we wanted to be uh, close to him and his family. So we came out here and we looked in the New Braunfels area and, and it's beautiful there and Cibolo area. And, uh, but it was just too crowded for us. And Ryan's best friend, Doug Brown, who happens to be one of the board, uh, on the board of directors for the, uh, our uh, Gunny's Warriors, uh, lives in, born and raised in Ingram. Oh, wow. And uh, he kept telling us, and we have known Doug for many years, and uh, he kept telling us, you, you all have to come up here and, and look around here. And we came up here and immediately fell in love with it. Yeah, and um, this is home. Yes, for us. That's great, Gilbert. You got anything you wanna? Well, I was I was looking at your website, and and uh, by the way, I saw a picture of Ryan up there. He's a handsome young man. Thank you. Uh, and I'm sure it hurts every day to lose him and not be having him with you. But I, I think one of the best things you can do to honor him is is do what exactly what you're doing. Yes, uh, you're, you're making a difference uh, in the world for veterans that that need your help, and. You're, you're exactly right about the traumatic brain injury. So many people just lump that into the, well, all you need is counseling. You'll be all right. You'll, yes. you'll get over it. No, that's not that's not the point. You're, you're not ever going to get over it. You have to learn to deal with it. But when you deal with a, a traumatic brain injury, that, that you can't recover from that. It, it's permanent. It is something that you can never get away from. And it affects you in so many ways. I, I'm I know of, and I've seen several stories of people that self-medicate, um, you know, and then they, they end up doing more damage to their bodies by self-medicating, whether it's through drugs or alcohol or other addictions, and you, your heart hurts for them. Yes. And, and it's, um, it's, it's an invisible wound, like you said, that, that can't be easily remedied. And, and, and unfortunately, our government is not known for going out of its way to help uh, those soldiers that are that are suffering, um, so many times, as, as much as we like to think that our government takes care of its its own, they don't. No. Once they they use you up and spit you out, you're you're on your own, sucker. And and you're right in that. You know, so many people and men, especially, we wrap ourselves up in our careers, and when we don't have that career anymore, we feel like we're nothing. Yes. Um, and it's very very hurtful and. You know, to 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 utilize somebody's talents and resources like the government did with your son, and then just spit them out and say, "Well, figure it out. You'll be okay. You come see us if you need anything." It's 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 horrible the, the way they do that, and um, you know, it it just adds to the suffering and the uh, difficulties for those soldiers to readjust to civilian life. And that's why we feel that it's so important that they know about this. Yeah. that the blast traumatic injury is unique and different than um, say a car accident or the injuries that you get in sports like football players and such. Um, it's completely different. This scarring is unique to blast injuries. It, it, goes, it goes through the ears, eyes, nose and throat, uh, mouth, and it's an actual blast wave that goes in and creates this scarring in your brain. And it's unique and distinct 
um, with the BLAST TBI. And um, you're right, Gilbert, what happens, they go to the VA with all these symptoms and they say, okay, well, you have headaches. So here's, um, you have migraine symptoms. So they give them medication for migraines. Then you have anxiety. Then here's medication for anxiety. You're depressed. You know, you have nightmares. Here's sleeping medicine. Here's antidepressants. And they and they pile on this medication on these veterans. And they're supposed to get better. And their families are trying to figure out, like we did with Ryan, how can we help? And it just, we didn't know how to help. And it's just... Um, just like you said, it's, you wonder why they retreat into themselves and uh, the suicide rate among veterans is so high. And if we can just kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together for our veterans in the Hill Country and, and give them the information, that's so powerful for them and their yes. families. Mm-hmm. Great. I can and, and, and so you know, that's, that's what we're here to do. What are the treatment options for people that are suffering with this? As of right now, there's none. What you want to do is not just mask the symptoms with medication. You want to have a, a information and a better understanding of what's actually going on with you and that it's physical. Um, in hindsight, looking back, if Ryan had known about this scarring um, and had a, we had had a better understanding, we would have been more proactive with his cardiac issues. And, and his scarring was severe. I'm not saying that every veteran that has a scarring is going to end up having cardiac issues or a massive stroke. But it's possible if the severity of the uh, scarring is is there. And um, for example, another friend of Ryan's was in a, a, a severe IED blast and was burned over uh, 40% of his body. Mm. And, uh, and eight months after Ryan passed away, he had a stroke in his 40s, like Ryan, and um, was at a San Antonio hospital and ICU. And the neurologist was, uh, you know, addressing the issue as he normally does with strokes. But when it was brought to his attention that this uh, veteran had blast injuries, he knew enough about this scarring and he just tweaked the treatment just a little bit. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's what saved this veteran, um, but it helped. It was knowledge. It was a better information than just what they do now. Yeah. Um, and so the more uh, information, the more power. The other aspect that we do, and maybe Mike would want to talk about, is the brain donation how important that is in the research to find out first how to diagnose, how to treat, and ultimately how to prevent the scarring yeah. on the brain. 
So do you want to talk about? She put you on the spot. I, yeah, I know. I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get him to talk, but um, you, you can't just be the looks and the steel, Mike. Yeah. You gotta, you're gonna have to do some talking too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just it, the importance is there to to educate everybody in it, the importance of brain donation. So there's a lot of brain um, diseases out there mm. that uh, are non-curable right now. Um, some are hard to treat. Um, on top of this uh, interface atrogeal scoring. So we, we push the uh, brain donations to the, uh, the Uni Uniform Services University Brain Repository in, in Bethesda. That's where they're doing the studies on veterans. But there's many a brain uh, repositories around the country that uh, some do, um, they, they work on uh, interface astrogeal scarring um, they'll take veterans brains for these types of studies yeah there's a few other places other than bethesda um, and then a lot of them are out there that just do studies on alzheimer's and, and uh, all yeah. other brain diseases so um just the importance of of brain donation not i didn't, I didn't even know that was possible i know because i was thinking you know it's like i'm an i'm an organ donor right you know but i didn't I don't know. Then, the brain's an organ, but I don't know if I, right? It's not. Or it's not. Okay. It's not an organ. It's not related to what you put on your driver's license. Right. It's a specific right. thing that you have to to um, request. Yeah. Okay. Right. You 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 think that it would be part of the, you know, when you get your driver's sure. license. Yeah. And you put that little mark. Um, it's not. You have to be, a, you have to find a place that you want to donate your brain. And it's real simple. When we go to events, we um, set up uh, our little laptop and we will register people on the, <clears throat> excuse me, the DOD uh, brain research. And just like when you go get your driver's license and you put, you'll be a brain. And it's a very simple process, but most people don't realize that you need to take that extra step. Yeah. Okay. And do that. Well, and, and this is how we're going to get like a saying the diagnosis the treatment and eventually the the prevention of right. this type of injury so so if we if i have if we know of a loved one or have a family member or something that that might be a candidate for that how do we get them in touch how do they get in touch with with you guys what's the best way to uh, right now to contact best, you guys right now the best way for to contact us would be to go to our website or uh, our Facebook page has a link to our website. Um, and then we have a, um, a link on there to contact uh, contact us. And then it, it has an email uh, access in there. Yeah, got it. Uh, uh, now, you don't have to necessarily be a veteran okay. to donate your brain? Um, well, no, you don't. Okay. Um, this study that we're, uh, we're talking about, uh, the Department of Defense is, is doing, um, that's for veterans only. I see. And it, you don't have to have a brain uh, injury to donate your brain. They want um, they want all brains, all veterans' brains. So you know they can have they can look at everybody and then. As long as you're a veteran, you can donate your brain to that study. To that study. I now, see. any um, but there are other, like I said, there are other uh, brain repositories around that right. are willing to take anybody's brain. Because they're trying to do their, these studies to sure. um, come up with some sort of treatment and and uh, cures for 
brain disease. Yeah. And if there's anyone out there that would be interested in that and you're, you're thinking, well, I'm not a veteran, so I don't qualify, contact us anyway. We will get you uh, connected with uh, uh, an organization that will help you with that. Right. And, and we just want to say to the families, too, um, you know, this is a very specific thing that we're doing. Uh, it, some people, you know, think we think of it. We say, well, this isn't really a tangible thing that we're doing. Uh, you know, we're not uh, giving veterans something or doing something. But if you're in need, if you're a veteran or you're a family member of a veteran uh, and you're in need of anything, contact us. If we can't help you. We we know we have we're uh, building a pretty good resource uh, yeah. inventory and and we'll get you the help we need you need and uh, one of the uh, things that you know is the ripple effect of our organization we just love in this community we were talking we went to an event and we were talking to this veteran and um, he was very. Um, not trusting of the of the system naturally, mm -hmm. um, and was very hesitant to reach out to us and talk to us. Uh, his family was with him there, and we kind of forgot all about it. And a couple months later, Mike uh, got an email from his wife, and Mike was able to contact the veteran and his wife and uh, help them with their issues that they were having that's awesome and so that's what we want everyone to know in the hill country that you know if even if we're this it doesn't um feel like something you need um to talk to us about and get information about if you have another need we'll help you with that i think that's great and i think yeah. it speaks a lot to the community that we have here so yes. um, we're happy to have you guys here well and let's face it you Everybody that's ever been in the military, and they wouldn't take me because I'm too ugly. Uh, <laughs> but I also have flat feet, and, and I can't see worth a darn. And anyway, the, you know, for anybody that's served in the military, it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood. And, and even if you don't trust the government, which I think is understandable in many cases because of, of the things that the government does that put, you know, soldiers and service members in, in harm's way, um, you can defend you can depend on your other brothers and sisters in arms yeah. they will help and, and i think what you're doing right now is saying hey listen if even if you don't think you can do we can help you with uh, this particular uh deal we have a database of resources that we can help you and direct you and um one thing's for sure there's a lot of nonprofits out there that will help veterans yes. usually other veterans and yeah. and if you can't depend on your brothers and sisters in arms then who else can you depend on and uh, certainly, you know, your family is, is an important resource, but, you know, it, it's really difficult for a civilian to understand what a military member has gone through. Um, you, you can be told stories. And, and I know my father-in-law, when he was in the service, um, you know, he, he, he just really couldn't share things with you because there was no way that he could ever make you understand what he went through and suffered with. And, and he died also at a very young age. Um, because of what he went through and it, it hurts it hurts it um he, he he his life could have been so much more fulfilling if he had the resources available to him to help him cope with what he went through when he was in vietnam um you know that that is 
that that's heartbreaking. You know, my kids will never got to know him because he was gone before they were born. Um, and and your your heart breaks for for people that suffer through those things. And um, you know, I'm I'm so excited to hear what y'all are doing, and it sounds beautiful. And I can't wait to refer people to you. And um, unfortunately, I don't. Um, I don't think anybody would ever take my brain because my <laughs> wife says I don't have any. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I think the work that you're doing is very, very important. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing yeah. with us. Thank, th you. thank you, guys. Just one, um, one last thing as we kind of wrap up. I just really want to say genuinely thank you for being here. I love listening to your story even learned a few things um, about not just about y'all's mission, but vision, but, you know, just about what's what's out there and what some of us are going through right here in our own backyard, right yes. in our own community. Yeah. So, um, you know, as, as I heard someone say, it's a very important gap filler. There's things that the government can do and things that the private sector can do. And then there's a big gap right in the middle. Mm. Um, and I think you guys are, are filling a very important gap um, that's much needed. For so. sure. Thank you again for being here. And don't forget, guys, if you were watching, um, I pulled up their website. It's gunnyswarriors.com and their Facebook page, too. I've tagged that. Um, I think I've reshared it, but it's Gunny's Warriors uh, as well. So thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, you're very welcome. Uh, thank you, guys. And thank you all for watching and have a wonderful rest of your evening. We'll catch you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you so much.